On today's episode of the Tweet Show Podcast, we got some things to discuss. We got Jimmy G getting the okay and the uh, given choice to uh, seek a trade from the 49ers. And we also have, um, we got some college football stuff to talk about. And we also have my top 10 wide receivers list. So we got some Madden ratings to uh, discuss too. Um, I also have some two topics I want to discuss here at the end of the show. So make sure you want to listen to that. So with that all being said, let's get started with today's show. So first thing on the agenda is Jimmy G is giving the okay to seek a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. So my thoughts are, I hope he uh, finds a trade that he can succeed at or finds a team that he can succeed at. I guess not a trade, but for both sides. But I'm just kind of looking at the uh, NFL landscape here. I'm trying to figure out where Jimmy G is going to land because like, I think there's about only like a like a handful of teams that could that could trade for Jimmy G and it's probably Seattle, but that's an arrival that's gonna be a rival in your division. It's gonna ask for that quarterback and you're just gonna give it to him. And everybody has everybody has their opinions about Jimmy Garoppolo and what they think of him. But you know, I think he's still a solid quarterback you can win with. I mean, if let's just say for two years you want to try and win some football games, you're like, all right, let's just let's just win with Jimmy G and he's proven to win if you give him you know if you give him the talent I feel like he can win with Jimmy G but if you don't have the talent you're maybe not gonna win as much football games and after you look at the 49ers roster you can see they have the talent so I mean if you put him in the right position if you put him in the right situation Jimmy G should succeed most of the time he's not the greatest accurate quarterback but you know he just he just gets the job done and then you gotta give him you gotta give props to the man but I, like I said I think Seattle would be an option I think I don't know I guess Houston Texans but I don't think they're gonna trade for Jimmy G I don't know no because I don't think Detroit's gonna I don't think Detroit's gonna want to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo either because they have Jared and I think they're probably going to stick with Jared for a little while before they draft a rookie quarterback. Gosh, I don't even know who, who where he's going to go, where he's going to land, because like Carolina was probably a spot to land. But obviously now they got Baker, because they just traded for Baker. And I don't know, because obviously you have to think about that large contract that Jimmy G's got too. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes, because like, obviously it's not like, like every t- – like, look, we haven't even gotten to training camp. And sure, I'm sure by the time we get to training camp, there's going to be some coach or – front office go okay well we don't like a quarterback right now but what if we got him and like motivate him or something because i think oh gosh because if we went if we went through every nfl team i could tell you who who maybe and maybe not i gotta see a list of teams first let me just pull up a list of nfl teams and maybe would want him okay here we go nfl teams green bay no philadelphia no because i think they're investing in jalen hurts but maybe i don't know i doubt it but like if for some reason they didn't believe in jalen hurts then i would trade for him but the Eagles seem like they are going to be all in on Jalen. We'll see on that. Uh, the Raiders, no. Patriots, probably not because they're all in on Mac Jones. Like I already said, the Seahawks. Uh, Minnesota, no. Chiefs, no. Ta- uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no. Chicago, no. Bills, no. Washington Commanders. I mean, who's their quarterback? 
Oh, it's Carson Wentz. I already traded for a quarterback. So no, uh, the New York Giants, they're in a rebuild, but I, well, I mean, they are, but they are not, I don't know. Their win totals at seven, which I thought was kind of high, but I was like, eh, I guess I can see it, but I don't see there. I don't think they're going to trade for a quarterback because they want to give Daniel Jones a chance. Maybe they could. I don't see it happening. That's just my opinion. Uh, the Broncos, no, obviously because they have Russell Wilson. Uh, Miami Dolphins, no. The Baltimore Ravens, no. New Orleans Saints, no. Carolina Panthers, no, because they just got Baker. Detroit, no. Colts, no. Chargers, no. Jets, no. Houston Texans, they don't really have a quarterback, but I don't think they're going to trade for Jimmy G because they're probably pretty set on trying to uh, rebuild this team. I don't know if Jimmy's a long-term a short term maybe, but like I said, they're gonna win. They don't wanna they wanna keep losing. So Titans, I no, I don't think so. But because they have Ryan Tannehill, and where are you gonna where are you gonna do with Ryan Tannehill? You gonna have two starting quarterbacks? Cause you already got Malik Willis. I don't I don't see that working. Uh Los Angeles, no. Jacksonville, no. Cowboys, no. Steelers, no. I mean, the only if Jimmy wants to start, he's gonna have to. He's gonna end up going to Seattle because, like, every, anywhere else you about goes, he's gonna be a backup most likely. But if you went to like one of the bad teams, then he could probably start. Like New York, I could see him start there. But like I said, I don't know on um, what Jimmy's thoughts are on teams that aren't going to win right now, but they're gonna win in the future. But I don't like I said, I don't know what Jimmy's thoughts are on that. So, like I said, I don't know where Jimmy is going to land. It's going to be very interesting to see where uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, ends up. If he's going to, because he's, like they said in the report, that he's uh, was given the okay and, and the uh, chance to seek out a trade. Because obviously, it sounds like the Niners are going to go ahead and just uh, go with Trey Lance. But I think I would just, I would, I would just write it one more year with Jimmy G. I mean, he led you to the a- NFC Championship game. So it's, it's it's kind of a weird situation with the 49ers for sure. So we got Madden ratings, and we just kind of pull up uh, some stuff about that. Oh, let me see. What do we got here? Because they're kind of all over the place. Because sometimes I'll put two out there, and I'm going to like find I gotta find all the pictures and stuff. So let me just uh, find all that stuff. Just give me a second here. All right, so let's do running backs to right to start, we got the top ten running backs as of as a Madden ratings. The number one running back in Madden is Derrick Henry as a ninety-seven. Number two is uh, Nick Chubb at ninety-six. Number three is Christian McCaffrey. Number four is Jonathan Taylor. Number five is Dalvin Cook at ninety-four. Joe Nixon's a ninety-three. Alvin Kamara's a ninety. Aaron Jones is an eighty-nine. Austin Eckler's an eighty-eight. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's an 88. I don't see, I don't have a really problem with this list. I mean, it looks pretty accurate. I don't know. Let me see some of the comments here. I mean, it, it, if anything, I, I think they got it all right. Probably you could have switched with some of these players. Like, I think you could probably say that Jonathan Taylor's a slight better running back than Chris McCaffrey, but that's, that's like hard to say. Because I think, you know, when Manning does these rankings, you got to go, okay, well, if you look at all their ratings, you got to like look at their, at their speed, at their agility, and all that catching, all that stuff. I'm sure there's like third, certain things that Chris McCaffrey's slightly better at than Jonathan Taylor is, or Jonathan Taylor's slightly better at than Chris McCaffrey is. So it's like you got to look at these ratings. I don't want to get too much into that stuff. So um, let's see what else was. Uh, where me find the other ones? Cause let me see. I gotta find. Here we go. We have the linebackers. The top ten linebackers in the uh in Madden are. 
Brad Warner. Uh, we got Davis for the New Orleans Saints at 93. Bobby Wagner's number four. Darius Leonard, number five. Rokon Smith, number seven. Eric Kendricks, number eight. And Devin White, number 10. I don't know. It looks like a pretty solid list. I don't know who's... I mean, it's I mean it's finally props for the Madden ratings for to respect uh, Rokon Smith because I'm obviously a Bears fan and I love seeing when Rokon Smith's getting recognition. It's about damn time. Just like in the Lizzo song, it's about damn time. Uh, let's do the D line because I think that was the next that was the next one on the list. If I can find it now, they're just showing me a bunch of the home run derbies on ESPN's account. Here we go. Tight ends. Let me just do tight ends. So I'll find the DN. Uh, tight ends, you got Travis Kelsey at number one. Number two is George Kittle. Number three is Mark Andrews. Number four is Darren Waller. Number five is TJ Hawkins. Number six is Kyle Pitts. And number seven is the Miami Dolphins tight end. Mike, uh, I can't I can't pronounce his last name. That's uh, like Gazzetti. Gazzetti. And something like that. Uh, number eight is Dallas Goddard. Number nine is Zach Ertz, and number 10 is Hunter Henry. Those are your top 10. I would probably say your top five is pretty solid, uh, six or 10. I don't really have too much of a problem with that because, like, basically, that those are your, like, I think these are your top 10 tight ends. Like, anything outside the top 10, or you can mix through 11 through however there are many tight ends are on the NFL because, like, they're all basically about the same, I think. These are, your, like, your true good tight ends, like, your great tight ends. I would say, like, one through five is your, like, superstars. Six through, well, Kyle Pitts is an emerging superstar. Like six or seven, those like your stars. Zach Ertz used to be a really talented one now, obviously. But anyways, um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, we got the wide receivers now. Number one is Devontae Adams at 99. Cooper Cups at 92 is a 98. Tyree Kills at 97. DeAndre Hopkins at 96. Stephon Diggs is a 95. Number six is Justin Jefferson. Number seven is Mike Evans. Number eight is Torrey McLaurin. Number nine is Keenan Allen. Number 10 is Amari Cooper. I went a little shocked that they didn't put like Jamar Chase in there or AJ Brown or DJ Metcalf and I'm sure they're right on the cusp of being on that they're probably like the 90s or 89s you know something like that but like I said the only one I have a problem with is probably Amari Cooper because I think the other three I just mentioned are slightly better than Amari but no like no shade on Amari I think he's a fantastic wide receiver but I would I would think the other three are just a tiny bit better but that's just me what do i know uh, let me find let me find that defensive ends let me find that one real quick uh let me see what we got here oh we got the kickers now uh let's see oh wait that's not oh here we go overall the number one kicker in madden is obviously justin tucker number two is harrison buckner for the kansas city chiefs you got evan yeah he plays for what is the team does he play for oh gosh i can't even think what team he plays for who does he play for I think. Damn, I can't think. But you got the Lanners kicker, got Steelers kicker, Chris Boswell, and got Graham Nano, Daniel Carlson, Robbie Gold, Matt Gay, and Brendan, the Broncos kicker. But no, who's this Evan? McFarnia? McFarnia, son? Who's he kick for? God, I can't think. I feel like I, once I like imagine him, I'm like, oh, duh. I can see his jersey and it's like brown, but like, does he kick for the Browns? Is he kick for the Browns? Uh, now, I got, now, I'm, now I'm curious. Hold on. Bengals. Okay, yep, yep. I'm sure if somebody was in the either listening, they're like, the Bengals, he kicked for the Bengals, he kicked for the Bengals. I was like, dang, why do I remember? Yeah, because he kicked at Florida and then got drafted by the Bengals. Okay, oh, they did the safeties too. Uh, let's do the safeties, I guess. Uh, let me find the 
Safeties one. Number one is Tyron Matthews. Number two is Daryl Jr. or Daryl James Jr. There we go. Number three is Bubba Bakers. There you go. Number four is uh, Bird. Number five is Micah Hyde. Number six is Justin Sims. Number seven is Justin. Oh no, Bates. he plays. Oh no, 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 no. Jordan he kicked Poirier. for the, uh... Number nine is uh, Harrison Smith, and number ten is Jamal Adams. I don't know why Jamal Adams is top ten. I don't think he's that good. He only does splits. And that's always a running joke. He's like, oh, he, all he does is blitz. Uh, let me find the DNs, and then we'll end up here. Uh, then we'll end uh, with Madden stuff. There we go. Okay. Top 10 edge rushers in Madden 23 are Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, 99. TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Cameron Johnson, Demarcus Lawrence, Chandler Jones, and Rashad Garys. Those are your top 10. So I think that was everything. I think that was, I think that was it for all the Madden ratings so far. I think tomorrow they'll probably have like couple more but i know trent williams is like the top he's a 99 for offensive line so good for him um let's see oh uh let's do some college football stuff because it's sec media day and they they're kind of asking these coaches on what to do with nil and there's like well lane Kiffin had an idea about you know if you're gonna do this do it the right way first of all i and i'll grant it i think I, college athletes should be should be able to make money off their name image and likeness and I absolutely believe in that. But, you know, some of the boot, you know, some people are take are using it the wrong way that it's not meant to be. And I think NIL should be about the name, image, likeness of a college athlete. If a college athlete is having success playing on the football field or on the basketball court or whatever they're doing, they should be able to make money off their name. Just like in pro football or college or in pro basketball, they should be able, they're making money off their name. So what I would do is you would have some kind of like cap or something. I don't know if you do a salary cap, but you would just, you know, set the, kind of reset the market. Be like, okay, I'd be one. I wouldn't try to entice a recruit to be like, Hey, if you come here, we will pay you like 500 K if you come here. No, once they come on the campus, then you can negotiate NIL, but you can't negotiate it prior to them coming to before they come on the campus they have to sign the letter intendment and then they can talk about it before then that that should not happen because like I, you see all these reports about some of these college kids or which i totally are fine with making that money but you got to make it before you because like what if some of these kids aren't going to proven proven that they're good enough because like i heard like the uh well these are all just reports that the tennessee a tennessee commit a tennessee commit uh quarterback is going to get paid like eight million dollars well how do, first of all how do you know he's going to be good and first and secondly like what if he like doesn't end up being good and then he transfers so it's like you gotta I, there's gotta be some kind of like rules they gotta they gotta find a way to do it and i understand that's only this is only year one of nil because i think it happened this time last summer not this time but like in june i think it was when it came official that nil could happen so um like I said, it's kind of been interesting how NIL's been doing. And then you obviously got to talk about the uh, conference realignment and where teams are going to go and where not to go. So um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because like, uh, I, I was listening just a tiny bit of uh, the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, talk about his realignment. It, if the SEC is going to continue to uh, expand or not, he's like, no, nah, I think we're good right now. But honestly, I don't, I don't really buy that. I think he's going to probably look into it. But like, I think he's, I think he's good right now because I don't know where he would, where he's going to try and get more teams. I think 16 is like a good number, and plus they got Oklahoma and Texas coming in next, or in 2025. So that's some really good. That's a good. Those are two good brands in college football. But like, obviously, the Big Ten is obviously like the team that that conference is just wants everyone. They're like, we'll take you, we'll take you, we'll take you, we'll take Notre Dame, North Carolina, blah 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 blah. blah. 
USC, UCLA will take anyone. They just want to build this super conference. It's like, okay, well, as it seems. Now, here's my thing about college athletics. I think there should be different things for different sports. So if the NCAA wants to be involved, and sometimes the NCAA is kind of a useless organization and I, I don't want to go too deep into it but anyways I think that if the NCAA wants to be the body wants to be the governing body of these other sports of like soccer and tennis and uh, wrestling or just some of the other non-profiting sports they can do that and they can do all that stuff and like but like uh, football basketball and maybe and you can also say wrestling maybe just whatever sports are profiting your athletic department should be governed by their own bodies. So like college football should be governed by a commissioner of some person that can you can trust to be like, okay, these are all the conferences. I control you, but you control what's inside your conference or something like that. You know, there needs to be a Roger Goodell like in some way of fashion. Like he controls everybody, but they but he wants them, he wants the commissioners of their of their conference to control the teams like he'll do their job like he'll do the bigger picture they just, he wants them to do the smaller jobs like he'll do the bigger job but you i would think he would want the pack like the pac-12 commissioner to do like uh the smaller jobs of what's inside the pac-12 so like i said like i just it's gonna be interesting for sure what college football and just college sports are gonna look like in the next probably five to six years i don't know where we're heading i mean i kind of i can like everybody kept saying Everybody keeps saying we're all just going to go to like sort of the NFL model. We're going to have like three to two conferences and we're going to have like 60 teams and we're just going to go play football and there's not going to be. So like I said, it's going to be interesting who's in in the super conferences, who's left out. And, you know, you got to worry about the smaller schools too, like the max schools. I think it's just, I just don't want, I just don't want the smaller schools to be left out and i don't want the uh smaller schools to be less important because i think those schools should be important and they should be absolutely doing all that stuff because you know they're important too and people and those players want to play football too so it's like you know i just don't i just don't know where exactly where we're heading so it'll be interesting to see where college football goes from here um let's see what's uh next in the agenda i did the maddens i did jimmy g okay so i'll just do my top 10 list for the wide receivers heading into the 2022 season right now all right so i'll start from 10 10 10 to 1 so at number 10 then i'll give you my reasonings i'll just list them out then i'll give you my reasonings at number 10 i got aj brown number nine i got jamar chase i got number eight i have mike evans at number seven i have Debo samuel at number six i have, I have justin jefferson at number five i have stefan diggs and number four i have DeAndre Hopkins and number three I have Tyreek Hill and number two I have uh, Devontae Adams and number one I have Cooper Cup. All right, so let me kind of break it down a little bit. So between I was I, I had a kind of like a small debate with myself. It's like, well, I should I should probably put Devontae Adams at number one, but like I but I what I saw in Cooper Cup during that uh, during those playoff runs, and plus he had like statistically the best season and wide receivers had in a long time. And like I think he should be number one, but you can make the you can make the and I'm not gonna disagree with you on that. You can say that Devontae Adams should be number one. But for now, I put him at number two. You can make there are it should be like one A, one one A, and one B. That's probably what I'll say. I'll just will say like Cooper Cup's one A and and uh, Devontae Adams is one B. But I have uh, Target Kill at number three. I think that's that's probably the pro the uh, the appropriate spot for him at number three because I think he's easily the top. He's top five and receive. He's a top five wide receiver and, or even top three. So. 
anyways, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously going to miss like the first eight games, I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, like I said, DeAndre Hopkins, I think is easily has the top three best hands in the league. He's got such strong hands. And his like his range is insane. So obviously you've seen the play where he like jumped over like four guys for that hail mary against the Buffalo Bills when he was with the Cardinals or when he when he's on the Cardinals with. But that was an insane play, and I think he's just he's just so giftedly talent. He's just so talented as a wide receiver. That's why I put him in number four. Stephon Diggs in number five. I think Stephon Diggs is probably one of the top three best route runners in our in the NFL for sure because he's just so crafty and he's just so shifty. He's got great footwork. And I could I could make the argument you could put him at four, but I think John Dragons is just a slight tad better. But like like I said, these top five wide receivers you can like kind of like change and you can move around a bit. So, anyways, I have number six. I have Justin Jefferson. Jefferson Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Wow, trying. Uh, he's got a it's like kind of a tongue twister a bit if he's saying it. it's like Justin Jefferson, just, 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 just. Anyways, okay, Justin Jefferson is number six. I believe he's absolutely an emerging superstar. He's probably like I put him number six. I think he will continue to get better. Obviously, I don't know. Like he obviously has like he probably he has like if you look at the top five quarterback or the top five five receivers besides Tyreek Hill, they probably you could probably say well he's got all of four through four of the five guys in the top five have excellent great quarterbacks to play with and obviously justin justin jefferson doesn't have the best quarterback he's kirk cousins is a fine fine quarterback he's absolutely a good quarterback to play for he can win you ball games sometimes but i don't know kirk cousins has those moments but anyways justin jefferson if he finally ever gets a quarterback that he can succeed with obviously we've seen what he did with joe burrow with lsu and he was a monster so is jamar chase but anyways i think justin jefferson will continue to grow as a player as a Wide receivers just continue to uh, succeed and elevate his game. We'll see if he'll ever crack that top five. I think probably some people he has, but for me, he's going to stay at number six. At number seven, I have Debo Samuel. I feel like Debo Samuel, it could also be like a top 10 running back because obviously he does a lot more than just catch the ball. He runs the ball. He just He's just crazy, talented wide receiver. I put him at number seven. I thought about putting him at number six, but I was like, just, I think Jeff, Justin Jefferson is just a slight bit better. But I, I was real close in putting him in number six. But for now, I have Debo at number seven because obviously he's just he's so tough. He's just gets the job done and like he just does everything for them. 49ers offense. Like he just does, he literally does everything for them. Without him, there is no like the Niners aren't who they are. I think he should absolutely get paid. The Niners just need to pay him or trade him somewhere. But I don't know what you would trade for him for because like he's gonna get he's gonna be like a Rudy Gobert type of deal. He's gonna get through whoever gets him, whoever gets him is gonna have to trade him, trade the whole draft picks to the 49ers and just say like the Rams kind of do and just say F those picks in a sense. But Mike Evans, I have Mike Evans an eight. Obviously, Mike Evans has been a very consistent wide receiver in the NFL. He's a big body, he just does so many things. He's got good hands. He does, you know, he's like what, six five, I think, or six six. He's a big boy, I will say. Let me look up his height because i think he's pretty because he's like really tall six five so yeah i was right he's six five and he's just so big and he's got long arms he's just such he's such a great athlete he's he's got everything and obviously he is tom brady's quarterback so he's going to succeed more with tom brady that's always been the kind of the thing with since tom brady's been on the bucks he's kind of elevated his game he's always had he's always been consistent even when his quarterback was Jameis winston even though Jameis winston is a fine quarterback and i love Jameis winston and i think he's going to improve this coming season but anyways uh mike evans was always has always been consistent no matter who his quarterback has been 
So anyways, I have number nine. Like I said, I have Jamar Chase at number nine, even though he's a rookie, arguably one of the better wide receivers in the NBA, in the NFL. He's arguably a top 10 wide receiver, I think. Well, one, he's so young because he was a rookie. He was a rookie last year and had these crazy good stats. He was playing with Joe Burrow, who's arguably a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now, too. He's, he played out of his mind because he played so well with Joe Burrow. And he just he had that game against the Kansas City Chiefs in like week 15 or 14 where he just went off and the Chiefs couldn't guard him at all. And he's so he's so good he's like and he's so talented like and, you know in those like in the beginnings of the season like in those preseasons he dropping a couple balls he's like oh i'm not used to the nfl balls because they don't have the white stripes and everybody's like oh maybe he's not as good as we thought he was and obviously he proved them wrong because look at him now he's so flipping talented he's so fun to watch it's so fun to watch him on the Bengals because the Bengals are so fun to watch too because they got such an explosive offense with him joe burrow t higgins and Jim, Jim, uh, joe nixon i mean they got a talent bunch of talented players on the offense number uh, and then number 10 i have aj brown obviously aj brown's just a phenomenal player he's basically just a lesser version of i mean he can do this basically about the same things as debo samuel but he can't do as much but you know uh debo samuel and uh aj brown are basically kind of like a similar type of players it's big and strong and he's got strong hands and he can go up and go get a ball um now he's played for the eagles and we'll see how he adjusts from from the titans offense to now the eagles offense where it's kind of like the same offense in a, in a sense, but like they went from Ryan Tannehill, who's probably a slight bit accurate, to go to now Jalen Hurts, who's a mobile quarterback. But he's Jalen's a, a good quarterback, and I think he's, he's going to continue to work on his accuracy. And I, we'll see how uh, Jalen Hurts is going to compare to Ryan Tannehill for uh, J- AJ Brown. And I was a bit shocked that the Eagles even traded for AJ Brown. I was I was also a bit shocked that the Titans even traded him away. But anyways, like I said, we'll see how it all works out with AJ Brown because I think AJ Brown's going to be a talented wide receiver. It's still a talented wide receiver because he's if you do a jet sweep with him he can just get five yards or even four like he's he can almost do almost about the same stuff as Debo Samuel can but like he's obviously probably just a bit slimmer and a bit taller a bit crazy and it's kind of crazy that him and I here's like some of the honorable mentions I had because I probably really should have put DJ Metcalf at number 10 but I thought AJ was slightly better than him uh TK or yeah DK yeah DK I thought about putting him at number 10 but I was like nah he's gonna be 11 for now and I also thought about putting like uh, no not Godwin because I thought about Godwin too but I also thought oh what's that what's what's his name thought about CD Lamb, but I don't think I was like, nah, he's not, he's not there yet. He's not there yet. But if he has like a good, a solid season, like he has a fantastic season, then you can make the argument for him to be on there. But for now, I think this is a solid list for the top ten wide receivers heading into the 2022 season. But if anybody has like a problem with it, then you're more welcome to put a comment in there, or you can tweet at me at tweetshow.com. It will also be in the link, or I'll just put it right here in the video. But anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it for that. And then we're gonna end the show here with these two questions for everybody, and then we'll. Uh, send everybody their way so let's talk a little fantasy football here so I had a little issue with my fantasy league so I thought about expanding our league a bit so we're currently in a 10 team PPR points or yeah PPR points per reception or something like that whatever you want to pronounce but anyways we're a 10 league team and it's mainly some of a lot of the family members it's like me my brother and some other like relatives of cousins and stuff like that it's called a resort we go to so it's called blank beach resort so it's basically people who go to the resort they're in this league and i thought we could expand a little bit it's like all right let me add my roommate sean one of my good buddies ben and i thought it was gonna be no problem so i started texting them like hey you want to join this league we're in i thought about expanding a little bit to 12 teams because i thought it would be a slightly more fun but 
as I was telling the other league members, one in particular kind of went off and I'll kind of read the text message he sent to the to my group chat. Uh, let me read here what he was saying because he was not, like I said, he was not thrilled about it. He was like, what? No, this is not happening. No, 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 no. It's blah, 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 blah. So let me just read what he said. So I was like, all right, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, no, that's not happening. The league is supposed to be people that go to the resort and we spend time with. I've, and he's like, I've never met this Ben in my life. Might as well just call Chandler. We might as well just call you a dictator. And then here's his reasoning. I, I was like, aren't you kind of overreacting a bit? He's like, I'm definitely not overreacting. I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm not the only one who feels this way. Number one, you didn't ask the league at all, which I didn't. I, I did apologize for that at all. We didn't cast a vote between league members, which would have been, even though it's sort of kind of hypercritical of that. And number two, his number two reasoning was they've never been to the resort, nor they will. And that's the entire purpose of the league is how this started. And it's literally ruined the complete purpose of the league. Number three, I would like to be able to know people I'm playing with especially when I want to text someone a trade and send or call them on a move and some kind of communications and I'm not going to be able to which I guess that makes again that kind of makes sense in sort of a way he did make some valid points but again I thought it was a bit overreaction it kind of in his final point was it ruins the entire purpose of having a competitive 12 team league means more players off the board and a longer draft and you're basically draft and you're basically starting teams with the fourth wide receivers as a flex because there's so many goddamn teams that take up majority of all the players so the waiver wire is pointless and nobody wants to pick up you just named a random player off the free agency market i just and then number five is he said that my friend ben's not gonna check his phone to check the lineup in a 12 team league i was like all right fine and they all went off and i started eat i started texting some league members about this like hey what is your thoughts about expanding to two more teams in the league they're like well i'm okay with i'm okay with it but i think it, the purpose and like owen did make a point it's for people that are in the are part of the resort a part of the family vacation they they're not gonna be able they're not really part of of him. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I, think, I appreciate your input. So I've yet to tell Sean that he's been already been kicked out of the league. So we'll see how that goes. But I think I might just do a smaller league with him, me, and my other roommate. And then I'll probably invite Ben too. So it might get like a six or eight one. See how that goes. Maybe he can invite some of his friends too. But anyways, he did make a valid point about it is a family one. So I was like, all right, fine. We won't expand. We'll just keep it to 10. So anyways, as soon as I told him, he's like, all right, we'll do this. They finally were like, yay, Hitler's dead. And they called me Hitler for like a minute. They're like, I was like, sheesh. I didn't make too much of it because it was like, like I said, it was, they're a bunch of losers. So, oh, uh, let's see. What else? No, was that it? Oh, yeah. Because I was just asking because I and then I posted it because I just now posted. I told I posted the question on Twitter about do you prefer 10 teams or 12 teams when you're playing fantasy football with your buddies? And so far, I've got 14 votes on it. And 71% have said they would like 12 teams and 29% said uh, 10 teams. And I got some comments on it. One person said 14 to 16 is where the real pro, where the real pros play at, where the real pros are at. One person said, I went from um, SFB mock drafts the past movie past month doing a 10 team per yesterday, and I cannot believe how easy and slick stack all the teams were. I prefer 10, but this per- then this person said, I prefer 10, but usually end up being 12 somehow. Haven't been a 10 team in like eight years. So, so those were some of the people's thoughts on it. 
it. Like I said, there's been 14 uh, votes on it, but you can you can still cast your vote if you if you would like to. The polls the polls still out there. Did it for like two days. So if you want to cast your vote, go right ahead and give me your thoughts about it too. Like I said, it's on the Tweet Show Twitter account. Like I said, it'll be either right here or in the link descriptions. You can click that link; it'll direct you right to my Twitter page. And then the other uh, question I posed out there that it hasn't been there's not many votes on it, but I so I asked my because like we're I was kind of talking music and I was curious about when this person my one of my uh favorite musicians coming to town i'm kind of curious if i want to go to it or not but like how who am i going to bring i don't know if any of my friends are going to want to go see it because like nobody and the artist is machine gun kelly i kind of want to go see him because i kind of like his music so i posted the question on twitter and i'm sure maybe some people on youtube or anybody out there wants to chime in too if you want to go see one of your favorite musicians in concert can you go alone and still enjoy it and i you know the question is yes it's still fine or no that's that's weird and i kind of been debating about it because i think i lean towards no that's kind of weird because you're all alone you can't ex- you know you're expanding it to yourself and you experiment it with like 20 other thousand people that are in the music concert with you but like no one else is going to know that you were there and like i think it's more of a group thing if you go with other people so it's like it's kind of interesting to see because i kind of want to go see him because i don't know whenever i'm gonna like i don't know if he's ever gonna be back tour like i'm sure he will but like i just you know i just kind of want to go and see it but like i also the same it's also the same day when he's going to be in town it's the same day as when i'm going to be on vacation so it's kind of a kind of sucks for me anyway so plus i don't know if i really want to go on this vacation because it is what it is it's kind of getting old kind of get boring now to go up to this lake we usually go up to hence the name of my fantasy league because that's where we're about to head to in about two weeks so anyways uh yeah i you know i think it's i think like i said it's kind of weird to go alone but like i kind of just want to go because i want to see him but like i said i'm already in a pickle because machine gun kelly is going to be in town when i'm going to be on vacation so like i kind of wanted to go see him but it is what it is i'm going to probably go see another concert here when the state fair shows up so um yeah like i said if you want to uh chime in and put your thoughts into it on my uh twitter i'll make sure to put in the links and the links in the descriptions and all that fun stuff so uh, i think that's gonna be it for today's show if you enjoyed today's show please like and comment on the youtube channel and subscribe and then if you also are listening to this on the podcast please go subscribe on spotify apple google wherever you're listening to this go subscribe right now and rate it five stars one stars whatever leave a comment too while you're at it so like i said i appreciate you listening please go and subscribe right now and tell your friends about me we're gonna get this thing going we're taking this we're taking this podcast to the moon so like i said i appreciate everybody listening i'll see you guys next time Come and get it if you're